0: This is a unique podcast exploring the criminal justice system and those involved and affected. We'll educate and expose the public as well as potential jurors to what takes place behind the scenes of those who are facing the system. Your host owns a litigation support firm called Justice Technology Professionals, and he works on criminal and civil cases offering support to defendants and counsel. What you're about to hear is an open dialogue opening the minds to the public to what takes place in reality as opposed to what you think takes place Ladies and gentlemen welcome to the Justice Tech Pros podcast here's your host Dominic Crea
1: Good evening listeners hope everybody's enjoying uh, Sunday the end of the weekend um Rainy day, rainy night, I should say, here in New York. I don't normally do podcasts as close together, uh, unless something uh, I want to talk about comes to mind, and that's exactly what happened. Today's podcast is um, not normally in line with what I normally put out. This is going to be more of a focus of things going on, on the internet, within the Genre of informants and podcasts. I spoke about this um, gentleman in my last two episodes. He has a podcast called Mob Rats Exposed. So if you haven't subscribed, definitely look it up on YouTube and subscribe. It's entertaining, will make you laugh, and also it's a little bit different in the sense that for the for a while now it's always just been the public listening to various informants telling their tales, and this guy is just kind of pushing back a bit and giving them the business. And <clears throat> Whether you agree with it or not, that's, you know, First Amendment right. Everybody's allowed to say what they want, and that's what he's doing. He's voicing his opinion, and he's breaking things down. He's breaking episodes down. He's pointing out what he finds to be crazy, what he finds to be inconsistent, and what he finds to be blatant lies. So I just wanted to talk about some of the things I've been witnessing taking place, which again, it's amazing how when so you know, when it's almost like the tides are turning in the sense that now there's a little bit of pushback, there's a little bit of opposition to all that's been going on, to this new wave of informants doing podcasts, there's now an emergence of those trying to put together contact content in opposition to that and speaking out about that. And as you watch these different episodes and you watch these things play out, there's a lot of comments. You know, if you go to the videos, people leave a lot of comments. And what is, uh, is something else, I guess, for, for for not being able to put it in a better way, I just find that you see a lot of people, a lot of listeners, really leaving some crazy stuff like... They're spiraling. I guess fans of the informants don't like somebody putting out opposition and giving pushback to uh, the various episodes that are being put out by different informants. And what I notice is happening is you're getting a lot of crazy comments underneath a lot of these podcasts uh, from the, from this individual, uh, this mob rat exposed. And one of the comments that I saw, people are going nuts. They're trying to figure out who he is. And to me, I think the guy is going about it in a smart way. He's staying anonymous. And that's actually a smart way to do it. I know a lot of people try to use reverse psychology, where they'll insult him to try to get him to tip them off as to who he is. You know, they'll they'll say things like, oh, you're a coward. That's just, you know, reverse psychology, one-on-one, and normally somebody who isn't in tune to that may fall for it. They'll have their temper get the better of them and they'll fall for it and spit out who they are or give a hint so they could be found out. But he doesn't fall for that, so I give him credit on that. He, he probably knows what they're up to. But I'll tell you why I think it is important for him to be anonymous because just from the comments alone, I saw a comment today. Somebody left that they're willing to pay money to anybody who could tell them his name and his address. Now think about that. Somebody Imagine somebody goes on an informant's podcast and says they're willing to pay money to find out where they are, what their new name is, their new identity, and where they live. Imagine the problem they would have. So it's okay for a citizen who's... Uh, given their, their uh, peace of mind, sharing their opinion, it's okay for people to try to harass that individual and pay a bounty. I mean, what else could you call it? To, to really pay a bounty to find out information on the individual? That's okay? I guarantee if somebody went and did that on an informant podcast, they would have a big problem. You know, that's that's a big problem, whether it's tampering with a witness, whatever, whatever charges they could come up with. But that would be a big problem. But it's all right for an average citizen To have that kind of exposure, it's crazy. The double standard's insane. And the reason why I think it's a smart move staying anonymous is because of individuals like that. You have some psychotic super fans and fanboys. Uh, You know as well as I do, if they did know his identity, they would do nothing but torment the guy, torment his family. They would probably call his job. They would do everything to make his life miserable. They would take it... Out of the realm of YouTube and bring it into affecting his livelihood, affecting his life. And that just goes to show why I feel he's making the right move. You don't want to give them that by operating in the manner he is. He's able to speak freely. He's able to speak his mind without, without having to worry about those crazy things and these whacked out people who are now putting bounties to find out who he is. And that's the other move that a lot of people doing. oh, I know who he is, but I won't say, no, nobody knows who this guy is. Outside of his close friends, nobody's going to know who this guy is. It's There's been so many rumors that I saw. I was watching back and forth, oh, I know who he is, and then of course they were wrong, or they thought it was another podcaster, and of course they were wrong. It's actually comical how crazy they're getting trying to figure out who this gentleman is. And they're really going crazy trying to do their job to stop his channel. They're flagging it. They're trying to say he's making racist comments. and uh, That's not the case. I've listened to a lot of his episodes. I don't think I've heard the early ones, but I've listened to a lot of his episodes. I've never seen the guy say racist statements. I've never heard him uh, make any remarks in that nature. I think he just breaks chops, um, as we all do. I mean there's ways of talking, but nowadays I know the littlest thing you could be deemed a racist and right away people want to say it's racist and this and that. But I, I'm from I'm from a culture where we do break each other's chops. We say things, it's not always PC, but there's no ill intent there. Nobody's racist. From, from my perspective, the way I was raised, I treat people how they treat me. I couldn't care what color they are, what culture they come from, Uh, If they're blue, yellow, orange, that means absolutely nothing to me. I treat them how they treat me, and that's how I was raised. Now we break chops about certain things, even about my own heritage. Me and my friends will break each other's, we will give each other the business. You know, it's it's just interacting. It's human nature. But people try to take that and twist it and make it something more sinister, which it's not. But they use that to try to hold it, to try to give his channel a problem so YouTube uh, gets involved and, and potentially takes suspends this the channel or takes it down. so it seems like that's the go-to move. they don't like what he has to say so they'll try to fabricate what is the content is about uh, to give him an issue and from what I see he, he's not really on here to make money. Uh, people make a big deal about. They have something called super chat. Uh, super chat is where you go live, and uh, people could send money if they want, and that's the key. People could send money if they want. I myself, I support channels like that. Anything that's an opposition, anything that pushes back against the narrative that's constantly drilled into people's heads, that families have to constantly endure, families have to listen to. And they feel almost helpless when they hear their loved ones getting bashed, getting made fun of. I'm in support of that. Whether it's right or wrong, I I, I really don't care what people think about that. You know, that's just how I am. I've made that clear. I, I do things the way I feel. And I follow a code based on my beliefs. So I align with that. I align with somebody who stands by what they believe in and puts out content based on that. And it just so happens, I appreciate a lot of what he says because it's bringing to light what was otherwise in the dark. He's, he's he's advising people and he's pointing out things that maybe go unnoticed. Whereas prior people would just take every word out of, in a form it's mouth is gospel, he's, uh, he's bringing light to that. He's showing the inconsistencies, he's showing things that aren't accurate. And these are things, you know, in my opinion, they open themselves up to it. I mean, these informants have the opportunity. They they supposedly wanted to change their life and ride off into the sunset. But that's not the case, as we all know. That's not what they want. They want to have their cake and eat it, too. They want to become an informant. They want to put people away. And they want to use whatever excuse and justification that they want to use to pretend that they were made into an informant which I don't buy into personally. Uh, It's just something you're born, uh, that's the way you're born, or you're not. So, rather than just go live their life, they wanted to become YouTube famous. Well, this comes with the territory. That's how it goes. I'm sure there's a lot of people who don't like me. They don't like what I have to say. I was well aware of that when I started this podcast. And on that note, I also want to thank, I've been getting a lot of subscribers from his channel and I appreciate that, and I welcome all the new individuals listening. I hope you, you enjoy uh, the content. Today, you could definitely relate to it because you came from that channel, so you're going to know exactly uh, what I'm talking about. You, you, you'll you know exactly what's going on. For the listeners who aren't in tune to that, it's really just, like I said, it's something you don't really have to be following it to, to get it. You don't have to be following it to get it. This is just when you think about the concept of it. It's somebody going on YouTube, creating a channel, and talking to an audience, trying to build up an audience. So, that's really the basis of it. And there's a lot of people who are opposing that because they don't like what's going on. I guess they don't let their fans or even maybe their family and friends. But what's ironic about that is what about the family and friends of all the defendants? What about the family and friends who've had to endure all the lies and all this, their, their, their family members being talked about, their name being used, being bashed, being abused, all lies being spread, all false information being spread. What about that family? What's good for the goose is good for the gander. So that's the way it goes. You're going to be in this space. You're going to put things out there. you got to be ready to receive the good and the bad. But to see the way they're spiraling, like I said, I've never seen attacks on channels the way I've seen it with this genre. To see people getting so incensed that they're putting bounties to try to find out who this anonymous person is. They're trying to... I picture them in their rooms putting up graphs, you know, like when they're doing an investigation and they have all pictures with the red lines and they're mapping everything out. And they're using, like, yarn to connect it to different people, uh, creating, like, a mind map with the yarn. That That's what I picture. Uh, <laughs> you know, just sitting in a dark room, trying to connect all the dots, see who's connected to see who, who see who knows who, to figure it out. And I'm sure there's going to be all kinds... There's probably conspiracies flying left and right. I'm sure they're going to try to say... Uh, Family members are behind it, or he's working for people. I mean, I've seen that before. They're trying to say he's working for people. It's ridiculous. I don't know the guy, but I will say this: the way he talks, the way he interacts, it's somebody I would definitely have a cup of coffee with. That's for sure. And um, so, and I, I don't mind saying that. So, <clears throat> what I what I uh, do think is going to be a problem is I want to see how it plays out. I want to see if they do succeed in taking down his channel because if he do, if they do that really is ridiculous and that's something that people really need to to think about and push back against regardless whether you like it or not just to to think about the fact that somebody could go on put up a channel where they're bashing somebody or they're 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 making fun of people who are doing who have been doing that for a long time now it's funny because they'll try to say, oh, he's not acting like adult, he's immature. Have you listened to some of these informant podcasts? Have you listened to them laugh at people? I remember one episode on a podcast, they were talking about making t-shirts up of how somebody looked. The guy has a nickname and they were going to make a t-shirt with the guy's nickname on it and sell it. They're basically mocking the, the individual or they're talking about how stupid somebody is or how dumb or how greedy or how someone's not a gentleman, someone's a low life, uh, someone's a junkie. You gotta hear what they say, but that's okay. That's all right. That doesn't count for bashing, right? That doesn't count for insulting. That doesn't count that family friends have to listen to that time and time again. And the funny part is, I'm I'm not connected to the individuals that are usually the topics of discussions. I haven't worked on their cases. Uh, I don't know them, uh, but I take offense to it. I don't have to know somebody to take offense or to be able to relate. I can relate on many levels. I can relate. We all know you know, my story as far as uh, what my father went through. So I could relate to having to sit there in a courtroom setting anyway, having to sit there and listen to lie after lie by these informants who 90% of them didn't even know him never even met them, and they're allowed to go on there and say lie after lie and and have a, a jury of 12 people believe them. So I can relate to the frustration. So now when I think about the family members having to endure that and then on top of it have to turn on the Internet, go to YouTube, visit channels, and then have to hear it all over again in a much more bashing and insulting way too. You know, in the courtroom, they're on their best behavior. They're trying to be prim and proper. They got their suit on. They're trying to talk eloquently. They're trying to come across in a professional manner. But then when they get on the podcast, it's a whole different story. Especially, I remember seeing a podcast where they had like a behind-the-scenes episode. It's since been removed, but I I was able to capture it. But they have a behind-the-scenes episode, and you really see the true demeanor of some of these informants. You really see when they're, when they're going back and forth, when they're breaking chops, when they're saying things that some people can interpret as racist. I personally don't, but it's no better or no worse than what's being said on current channels. And I didn't see anybody flagging that. I didn't see anybody writing in the comments, all oh, this is racist. I didn't see any of that. The, the hypocrisy runs deep it really is insane in this in this element in this platform in this whole youtube genre in this whole world it's it's like a subculture and when you see the hypocrisy if if somebody feels they're not on your side or they're doing something that goes against their their idol a lot of these people idolize these informants. So if, if anybody, it's it reminds me a lot of when you get these fans with celebrities. I mean, they're insane. You get some of these fans, they're nuts. They go crazy over people. I don't know how you could ever look at another human being in that kind of way. I really couldn't care. I actually always tell my kids, the only person I'd ever ask their autograph for is Larry David. <laughs> I like that guy a lot. I like Curb Your Enthusiasm. He's the only person in the whole world, if I ever saw him, I'd ask his autograph. I'd never ask anybody else for their autograph. That's just how I am, but Larry David, I would break my rule. Um, I find the guy really funny, but anyway, um, you know that's really what I wanted to kind of kick around, kick around today, and I just wanted to voice it here, especially with the new subscribers that came from the channel. I'm sure they'll be able to, to relate to it because they're seeing it play out as well. They're, they're probably reading the comments, they're seeing the back and forth, and a lot of, when you think about these past episodes and all of the things these informants said about baseball batting somebody about smacking somebody about wanting to assault somebody whatever it may be and now they're getting all bent out of shape because they're getting a little taste of their own medicine and they're trying to find out who it is you have commenters putting bounties trying to find out how it is. You have people doing the reverse psychology. Oh, I know who it is, but I'm not going to say who it is. That's like the tactic. So then they get hounded by people to go, oh, who is it? Tell us who it is. You know, they get emails. They bring attention to the channel. Who is it? You said, you know who it is. It's nonsense. They don't know who it is. If, if they did, trust me, it, it would be everywhere. It would be everywhere. They, they'd want to they'd do that. They would want to uh, torture this guy. So, I I think he's on the right, he has the right mindset not to put anything out there. Go on there, do your thing, and put out the content you want to put out. If you want to focus on giving a little back to those who have been running around carefree, abusing people, telling stories to make people look foolish, telling stories about women, trying to say women are promiscuous. I mean, there's so many things you could really pick apart every one of these podcasts and show what they're all about. You could really show what their agenda is. And I know I touched on that, what their true agendas are. And you could see the things they've said and the people they've spoke about and the women they've thrown under the bus, whether it's an ex or a girlfriend or a friend who supposedly did them wrong. And, you know, they don't have any filter. They don't have any honor to keep things. Maybe maybe you shouldn't air it out. We know you're an informant. We know you like to talk. But maybe certain things, just your own moral compass, prevent you from airing out. Maybe somebody told you something in privacy. Somebody told you something in confidence. Maybe you shouldn't share that. But no, they just let it all loose. And then they do the move where... If I This is the famous movie, you know, if I really wanted to abuse him, I would say this and that, and then they would say it. Well, you just said it, so what are you talking about if you really did? You just did. And there's so much, there's a lot of drama with it, but what I find most entertaining is how every one of these informants is spiraling over it. They're really all losing their mind. They're putting videos, they're making comments. I've seen some make comments. On the channels themselves. And again, imagine I went into... Uh, let's use that as an example. There was a, f- a couple informants who were... Uh, two in particular who were on my father's case. One has a channel. One one doesn't have a channel. But he was on a... Uh, he, he did an interview. I spoke about that. I did an episode on that. He did an interview. Imagine I went on there and I started saying things. I started bashing. I started saying things. Imagine what would happen. I went in there and I started uh, s- abusing him, abusing his family. I would have serious serious problems. That would be a problem. They would They would come at me with something, some kind of violation, some kind of you know th- that's what they would be waiting for. But again, it's okay for the opposite to take fa- to take place. It's okay for a channel. That's speaking his mind and talking about individuals and, and and mocking them the way they're mocking people, it's okay for the informants to go in their chat rooms, abuse them. It's it's a joke, it really is. And the fact that society's okay with that is a joke. But the good thing is, I shouldn't have used that blanket statement. Society's not okay with it. Certain people are, and certain people aren't. So I take that back. But. I notice that those on the sides of the informants are much more triggered and easily offended and spiral much more easily than family members members and friends of the defendants and the the ones that have been spoken about for all these years. I I see a a different personality. People are more reserved and they're not as uh, nasty. They don't lash out. Maybe They're probably more intelligent. They, they know they can't do those things. They know that not to do those things. But the hypocrisy is insane. One could do it and one can't. And you, again, I think of the comments, well, oh, this guy's a coward. He's not showing his face. Coward? How is he a coward? But it's not a coward to go on a, to go on a podcast knowing you're protected by the federal government. You know you're protected. So it's just the same as being anonymous because there's an army of agents protecting the individual. That's just how it works. That's not being a coward going under that kind of protection and talking so tough and abusing people and telling stories and mocking people. That's not a coward though. That's somebody who's tough and stand up. Come on, come on. Anybody with common sense, if they don't see the parallel there, it's ridiculous. You can't call somebody a coward because they're just staying anonymous to protect their family. But they're saying what they want to say. And they're not talking tough. I've never heard the guy say anything tough as far as I'll meet this one. But you listen to some of these informants. Oh, if I was the guy I was years ago, I would do this. And the, Okay. All right. You, you're scaring people. Stop. Everybody's scared. It's a joke. It really is. And honestly, today's episode, it's not in the normal fashion in which I, I do things. But I felt so strongly about it because I guess it's relatable. It's relatable that I could see I could see how family members are impacted by that. Being one myself, one could see when you hear somebody time and again going out telling stories and your loved one's away, your loved one's fighting for their life, you're working on cases, you're trying to bring people home based on not getting a fair trial, based on lies that were spread, blatant lies that were spread, and then you you have to sit back and endure that and endure comments and endure these morons in the forums, making their dumb comments, making their dumb remarks, painting painting family members in a bad light, spreading rumors that aren't really true that that's you know family members have to deal with that so when when you have somebody that is is giving it back a little, I support that and I rally around that and again, I ask. My, my listeners who have that kind of train of thought and want to be entertained—they just want to get, just want to hear some funny, some funny bashing on the other side of things. Definitely subscribe to his channel. That's all I could say. And I will continue to support the guy. I don't need to know him. I don't need to know who he is. I don't, I don't need to know anything about him. I don't need to know if he lives in America. If he lives in, I honestly don't care. I like what he has to say. That's all I need to to hear. And that's all I need to know. I like what the guy has to say. And I'm a pretty good judge of character. Even over, I can tell by the way he talks, I believe the guy's sincere. I believe he he stands by his convictions. And I believe this is something he feels strongly about. And he simply wants to let everyone know. And And I believe he could relate to family and to friends of the defendants. And I believe that's why that's a little bit of his fuel. Because he he could relate to that. and he And he understands that it isn't a fair playing field. That these informants could go on time and again. And like I said, they want to talk like they're not cowards. You have an army behind you. Nobody would go near you. Nobody wants to go near you. You have an army behind you. So that is why you're on there talking about people, abusing people, mocking people, talking about making t-shirts of of somebody's nickname and you're mocking people. But in the same breath you want to say, "Oh, let's be mature, let's be adults." It's always you, people use terminology when it suits them. When they're putting on a front to act mature, then it's about being mature. But once they drop their guard and they and they and you flash back to episodes they have done where they're clearly not acting mature, then that's swept under the rug. We we gloss over that. It's, uh, it really is, it's ridiculous, but when somebody pays attention, and somebody follows these various episodes, and they see how they morph, and they see how they change, and they see the topics, and they see the people, you're in tune to that, and you see what's going on, and, and you're able to right away say, wow... That's a conflict. That's not what you said three weeks ago. You weren't acting that way four weeks ago. You didn't say that on episode five or whatever. You didn't say that. Now you're saying it now. You just see how it's all changing to suit their current position. So if they want to push that, oh, this guy's attacking people. He's a coward. Then they'll try to use that angle, forgetting about all the episodes they did, which were way worse. Because this guy didn't put anybody's family away. He, he didn't go and make up lies. He's pretty much just picking apart somebody being in a public space. You want to be in the public space. You want to be on YouTube. You want to be on that platform. You want to be on that make a, a channel. You want to make money from it. You want to make a career out of it. Well, guess what? That comes with the territory. You're open for that, so you can't complain about it. You can't moan about it. You can't be upset about it. You can't get all your fanboys and fangirls to go nuts and threaten people, put bounties on people, try to expose people. I mean, you can, you're doing it, but own it then. Don't don't act like you're above it all because you're not. You've been doing it for a long time. Some of them been doing it for years, some of them fairly recently, but they've all have that in common. They've been doing it for a long time. It's all about stories. And you can listen to any single episode and you'll hear somebody get abused on it. You'll hear a friend of the informant get abused in one way. A backhanded comment. Who? Who? They'll try to say who was a piece of garbage. Who was greedy. Who was a womanizer. Who tried stealing my girl. Who? There's countless, countless examples. Just listen to the episodes. And that, that's been going on for a long time now. And now that somebody's out here, pushing back in an aggressive way. You know, my my show's not about that. My show's different, but that doesn't mean I can't relate to it. I, I try to just appeal to the public. I try to reach jurors. I try to change perspective. I try to just enlighten people on how things operate. So my style is completely different. But that doesn't mean I can't relate to his style. I get it. Trust me, I get it. There's plenty of times I would love to come on here and, and really rip things apart. And really rip into people the way they've ripped into family members or people I care about. I mean that <clears throat> that idiot I spoke about, that Frank Pescua the third, that 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 uh winner. I would like to come on here and rip him apart. He made some disparaging remarks regarding family members. I would love to come on here and really rip him to shreds, but I'm not going to do it that way for a variety of reasons, okay? It doesn't make me tough to sit here and talk to a microphone and do, you know, I know they think they're tough and they're animals and they're killers and they're crazy. Nobody's crazier than them. They're the craziest people in the world. We get it. We get it. You're intimidating everybody. Everybody's scared. But that's how it goes. That's what we got to deal with. That's society. That's the leeway they get. That's the platform they get. And the public should realize that. And I'm not saying to sympathize with it. I, I I don't. Nobody needs that. No family members want sympathy. But recognition is what's important. Recognize what's taking place. Put it in perspective. Put yourself in those shoes. And how would you react? What would be going through your mind? That's the problem. People don't put themselves in other's shoes. You know, when I studied sociology. That was a big part of it. That was a big part of what we had to focus on. It was putting yourself, to, to boil it down, it was much more involved than that. I'm not trying to minimize it. I'm just saying, to, to boil it down, it had a lot to do with alter, alternative perspectives. Being able to relate to someone who comes from a different background than yourself, somebody who's in different shoes, somebody who had different experiences. And that's really what what that boils down to it's about trying to just relate and recognize what's going on and i believe a lot of that a lot of that is important for future jurors and current jurors to realize look what happens after the case is over look what a lot of these families have to go through think about that if these informants are true to their word where they're just looking to turn over a new leaf and they're looking to move on with their life why would they be on a platform capitalizing on their past life capitalizing on all these things they've done, telling these stories. Think about it, because it's not that they want to move on. They just didn't want to go to jail. So this is the second best thing. They could still play the part. They could still act as though they were whoever they perceived themselves to be, get paid for it, and not be held accountable. It's it's a win-win. And that's why, although it's entertaining... And for me, I find it funny. And I'm a night owl. We know that. I I don't sleep much. If I get a couple hours a night, it's a lot, which is terrible. I don't recommend it. But Just the way it goes between, you know, when you have a lot going on. So he goes on night sometimes. He goes on early in the morning. And honestly, it's a breath of fresh air because I get to laugh at 2, 3 in the morning. I'm cracking up. And I'm enjoying myself a bit. I enjoy listening to the content. I enjoy laughing late at night. My wife probably thinks I'm out of my mind because she'll hear me cracking up, but (laughs) it's just, it's entertainment. He's putting out entertainment. And I try to take things and make a teachable moment out of them for for the listeners. And and the teachable moment on this, even though it is entertainment, entertainment is just the bigger picture here. Just realize what's going on and just look at what happens when there is pushback, when there is somebody, when there's a little adversity, look what happens. Now that they have an adversary, look what happens on their level. And he, he, he's giving it back to them in the same context they're dishing it out. They want to act like, always oh, acting immature. No, actually, he's giving it back. He's giving it back. I don't know what podcast they're listening to where they think they're not abusing people, where they think they're not insulting people. You're talking about somebody's dad, somebody's son, somebody's uncle. You're talking about mocking them, making T-shirts, uh, making fun of nicknames, making fun of their how they conduct themselves. You think that's flattering? You you think a family member wants to hear that time in time, time in and day in day out? I mean, you really think that? You're delusional if you think that. Now we do know a lot of them are delusional, but this is the next level of delusion. And that's, that's the sad part. They really fool themselves into thinking what they're putting out is any different. It's not different at all. It's the exact same thing. It's worse, actually. Because on top of having to hear that, they're putting people away. So it's worse. They can't complain that they have it, that this guy's doing more damage. That's not the case at all. He's giving a little pushback. He's giving them a little banter. They're putting people away and abusing them on top of it. There's no scale. It doesn't even compare. You quantify that and one is very lopsided. So to try to act as if what he's doing is so against shouldn't be allowed or, why, why is he doing this? He should just move on. Why is he focusing on us? Well, too bad. That's what he decided to do. Why are you focusing on people? Why are you telling stories at people's expense? Why are you trying to throw people under the bus? Why are you why are you mocking people? They really need to take a look in the mirror and realize what they're putting out. And the things they're doing and the impact they ha- that has. But they don't want to do that. They just want to talk about subscribers... And views and monetization and commercials. I mean these these things have commercial after commercial when you watch them too. And I said that from day one. I'm not here to make a dime off of this. This podcast has done nothing but cost me money. But for me it's money well spent because it's I know that I'm doing what I can with the tools I have. I try to and I don't care if I change one person's mind in the sense that they look at things a little differently and they give somebody a fair trial, for me, that's a win. I get one person who serves on a juror and they flash back to some of the things I spoke about and they give that defendant a fair trial, that's a win. It's worth whatever I had to put into this. I'm not here to make a dime. Uh, I'm not going to monetize a thing here. That's not what this is about. I have work. I have an occupation. I've been working since I'm a kid, since I'm 16 years old. I've been working. So I'm not worried about any of that. That's not what this is about. And and for those, for this guy, for example, this Mob Rats Exposed, he goes on there and he puts on a super chat. That's where you could donate to support the channel. Yeah, he deserves that. Whoever wants to give, give. I support it. I'll definitely support that. There's nothing wrong in that. This guy's putting out content and people are enjoying it. For me, it's like, you know, you support a comedian. You want to laugh. That's how I look at it. I don't see anything wrong in that. But they they want to look to rip that apart. Oh, he does super chats. They're monetizing left and right. They're selling merchandise, for God's sakes. They're selling merchandise. It's ridiculous. That's like me on here telling listeners, I'm going to start selling merchandise to people it's it's totally absurd merchandise for what a youtube channel are you kidding me are you kidding me to walk around with a youtube channel you know maybe if it's somebody like joe rogan where the guy's got millions of views then maybe i can understand it but millions of subscribers but really you're gonna sell merchandise and i just want to meet the people that wear that stuff hats and shirts or whatever it is they're selling it's a joke it's a joke. Uh, and it really just boils down to it's okay if they give it, but it's not okay if they get it. That's all it boils down to. It's all about feelings getting hurt because they don't like it being done to them. And their families don't like it being done to them. Well, tough. That's how it goes. Families of the defendants don't like it being done to them. Families of those you're talking about don't like it being done to them. That's how it goes. They started this whole this whole way of conducting themselves going and starting channels on other people's reputation on other on what they've done to other people they're always talking about individuals they're always bringing up names they're always talking about who they were friends with who's not a good guy who's this who's that if you go through every one of the and and honestly don't even take my word for it i'm a big fact check guy so go and listen to the episodes for yourselves and write down every name that they bash in one way or another Write down every name, compile a list of every name of somebody that they said something disparaging about in one way or another, that they threw under the bus, that they gave a backhanded backhanded comment to. Write down every name and then think about all the people affected to that person. Go through each one. So you got one person What do they got 10, 15, 20 people in their family, in their friends, 50 people. Now take that by 10 times it by 10 people, you got like 500 people for each for each informant that they're on there that are getting affected by their words, time in, time out. And it's ridiculous to act like it's anything but that. That's all it is in a nutshell. That's what they're doing. So to try to minimize it and to try to act like we're putting out content, what are we doing? And then they want to act, I spoke about this last episode, they want to act like everything they say is gospel. No, that's your side of the story stop putting it out there that it's factual and it's documented and that's the way it goes. I guarantee we bring in the other players who are involved in your little scenarios and we'll get a different story. So stop claiming that it's factual. Alter what you are and say this is my perspective of what took place. This is how I view it to be. Then maybe at least you have a little dignity. You're not trying to act as if you're given fact by fact. It's not fact. It's your facts. You could have opinions, but you can't create your own facts. We don't know what the facts are. That's the truth. I would need to hear all the different sides to it. I would want to know what took place with the story before I start drawing conclusions. So when they come on here and they preach and they want to talk about how they're born again or how they changed, they didn't change anything. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. The only thing that's changed is they they changed occupations. Now they're they're making a living on YouTube. Well, they're trying to. I, I don't know how much they can really make on it, to be honest with you. But they're trying to make a living on YouTube. They're attempting to. That's really all that's happening. So that's really all I wanted to kick around tonight. Um, I think I made myself clear. I think it was entertaining. As I said, I know this isn't my normal format. I try to expand a little more and, and, and give different perspective on things. I think I did that somewhat. I think I, I explained how there are two sides. And I think I explained how the, the, the supporters of these informants are just spiraling out of control. And they're putting bounties on people. They're trying to get channels shut down. <coughs> Excuse me. And none of that has happened prior with all these informant channels. I don't see any of their channels getting shut down. I don't see their channels getting flagged. I don't see all the controversy with that. This was going on for a long time. Now this one guy comes out, he's been going for about a month, and there's all kinds of chaos about it. All kinds of chaos about it. And the informants are talking about it, and they're going back and forth. As I said, some are leaving comments and chats, and this and that. It's a joke. Well, this guy's got a lot of supporters around him. That's the bottom line. There's a lot of people that can relate. There's a lot of people that appreciate it, and I hope he keeps doing what he's doing. And I, and I'll continue to support him, and I'll verbalize that. I have no problem with that. I, st- I don't. I'm not a closet supporter. I don't uh, try to sneak and try to support somebody without being vocal about it. I'm very vocal about it. And whoever has a problem with it, so be it. Couldn't care in the least. Anybody who gives the family a little bit of a, a comedic relief and a little bit of satisfaction, I'm all for it. Because families have to endure a lot. They have to endure a lot of what goes on when they are affected by these things. And that's it. Till next time.
0: You've been listening to the Justice Tech Pros podcast with Dominic Kria, One of the most unique podcasts on the internet. Discussing the obstacles the defense team faces when trying a case. What goes on behind the scenes during pre-trial and motion phase. Holding defense attorneys accountable, making sure they're fighting for their clients. The difference between textbook law and how things truly play out in a courtroom. And everything in between. And everything in between. We hope you've gotten some some useful and practical information from this show and we'll be back soon until then find us on twitter facebook and instagram at justice tech pros to email the show with questions and comments it's podcast at justicetechpros.com till next time this is justice tech pros podcast and dominic crea signing off